Um, elsewhere in the news today, the UK, Poland and Ukraine are preparing a joint statement to strengthen regional security in Eastern Europe. Now, we know the Prime Minister is heading off uh, to Kiev to discuss the ongoing threat of invasion from Russia. But the whole question, of course, has got a worldwide political dimension. Let's just go to Washington, D.C., shall we, and check in with Simon Marks, because Anthony Blinken from the U.S. administration is talking to Sergei Lavrov again today. Well, talking is better than nothing else, I guess, Simon. Yeah, I think uh, this is a very, very important phone call that's going to take place between the Secretary of State and the Russian Foreign Minister. It will be the first time they have spoken since uh, the United States and NATO last week submitted uh, written responses to Russia's demands for security guarantees, including, of course, the demand uh, that the uh, doors of NATO should forever be closed to Ukraine and other former Soviet republics that might seek uh, at some point to join the alliance that continues to be described as a non-starter by the US and NATO but we learned yesterday that the Russians have sent some kind of a document back to the United States the US says it's uh, not going to disclose the contents it would be unproductive to negotiate in public uh, a top official said we remain fully committed to dialogue and will continue to consult closely with our allies and partners the Russians are disputing the notion that this document that they sent uh, was over the main issue uh, which uh, we take to be Ukraine. They say there has been some confusion, these are the words of Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov those were different considerations on a slightly different subject so uh, unclear precisely what's been taking place behind the scenes. Certainly interesting that the confidentiality of all of these written documents has been preserved. Last week Antony Blinken pondered aloud uh, about the possibility of Russia divulging the contents of the American document, which the Americans were very keen, uh, did not make its way into the public domain. At the White House yesterday, flanked by the Emir of Qatar, uh, President Biden said non-stop diplomacy is underway to try and defuse tensions over Ukraine. We continue to urge diplomacy as the best way forward. <clears throat> but with Russia's continuing its build-up of its forces, Um, around Ukraine, we are ready no matter what happens. So, not much new there. Ready for any eventuality, but eager to try and find a diplomatic path out of this particular thicket, which is why I think there will be an intensity of focus today uh, on that phone call between Antony Blinken and Sergei Lavrov. The Russians initially sniffed that they were disappointed in America's written response to their demands, but then 24 hours later, this was last week, uh, the Russian foreign minister said that the document contained grains of rationality. Let's see what they are both saying Uh, after that call takes place later today. Now, we know the Prime Minister is going to Ukraine. He says it's perfectly legitimate work of a British Prime Minister concerned about this possible incursion into that particular part of the European territory. We also know, um, Simon, as you and I have been around the block a few times, it's quite a convenient thing for a Prime Minister who's under a bit of bother um, to go and do. Um, Are the Americans paying 
much attention to these uh, visits and other bits of European leaders have, saying a few words about the well, situation? I think it depends on the European leader and it depends on the visit. I mean, certainly the United States was very interested in that eight-and-a-half-hour meeting that took place in Paris a few days ago uh, between the French, the Germans, the Russians and the Ukrainians, and they were very interested in President Macron's phone call uh, that took place on Friday with Vladimir Putin, which didn't yield uh, any kind kind of breakthrough but was a fresh effort by the French president to try and secure clarity uh, as to Russia's I intentions towards Ukraine. I, I cannot say that any American diplomat uh, or, or State Department official is sitting on the edge of their seats waiting to see what Boris Johnson uh, brings back uh, from Kiev over the course of the next few hours. I mean they are painfully aware here uh, of what has been taking place in the UK particularly oh, over they are? It registers, oh, yeah, has absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no question about it. Absolutely, it's broken through. It's broken through on uh, the cable news channels here, uh, and it certainly has broken through in the corridors of, of power. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they obviously see the British Prime Minister as being, uh, at the very least, politically wounded by uh, what has taken place with regard to the delivery of the uh, edited version of the Sue Gray report and, and whatever is to come next. So I can't say that there is very much stock being placed in uh, Boris Johnson's uh, diplomatic efforts today, but, you know, who knows? who knows? Maybe he'll return from Kiev and he'll say he's brought back with him a piece of paper and uh, the Americans <laughs> will be interested in taking a look at it. Who knows? And start smoking cigars as well, yeah. <laughs> um, OK, just a brief word on Josh Rogan of Spotify. He's, he's going to fix things, apparently. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so Josh Rogan is, of course, the uh, host of an eponymous uh, podcast that Spotify now owns. And that's a real problem for Spotify because uh, they are in a situation where, given the vaccine misinformation that Mr. Rogan has liberally spread over the last many months, Spotify is not really in a position to take the kind of the Facebook approach to say, well, we're just like the telephone company here. I mean, we have no control over the content because in this case, they've got a 100 million dollar deal with Josh Rogan and the Josh Rogan experience is absolutely a Spotify product so uh, after Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and others pulled their music off the platform Spotify said yesterday that they were taking steps to introduce a content advisory whenever uh, COVID-19 is discussed on any podcast that will send users to some kind of a content hub uh, that contains uh, reliable information about the uh, virus and about the vaccines and josh rogan issued something of an apology yesterday if there's anything that i've done that i could do better is uh have more experts with differing opinions right after i have the controversial ones uh i would most certainly be open to doing that and uh i would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future we'll see those two words, we'll see, are doing quite a lot of weight in that particular claim. But among the people waiting to see what Josh Rogan does next are two other clients of Spotify, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, who have a multi-million dollar deal with Spotify to produce a podcast for the platform. So far, they've only produced one 30-minute episode, but more are said to be in the pipeline. They put out a statement over the weekend saying they are looking... Looking to Spotify to meet the moment. It is not clear whether they will conclude that Spotify, through the actions that it has so far taken, has met the moment.
It's very Californian, isn't it? But anyway, there we go. Simon Marks, thank you very much indeed. Live for us in Washington, D.C.